0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to To the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, August 3rd. 2022, I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. It is the eve of Ohio State's camp kicking off. They will begin practice tomorrow. It'll be open to the media. At least part of it will be. It begins at 9.30 a.m. We will meet with Ryan Day afterward. Obviously an exciting time. The national championship is in L.A., SoFi Stadium, uh, this season. So the, you believe the Buckeyes are going to be a national championship this team this year, or at least in the hunt. I mean, they'll definitely be in the hunt. The road to L.A. begins tomorrow. So let's get into it. Um, Can't wait. So let's get into the first thing I want to talk about is how this 2022 Ohio State roster stacks up with some of the other rosters we've seen that have been really good for the Buckeyes over the last decade or so. And obviously, we won't know until we see them play. But um, I tell you what, analyzing this roster, I love it. I think they can be on par with 2019. 2019 will have different strengths this team will have different strengths, but overall when you're talking about strength of roster, I see a lot of similarities and 2019 was as good of of an Ohio state team as I've seen as good of an Ohio state team as I've seen. I know they didn't win the national championship, um, but you know, as we talked about a lot of times during that season, you know, that was as good of an Ohio state team as I've seen, not just over the last 10 years, not just during my time on the beat, but even as you know, growing up and being a Buckeye fan for as long as I can remember. So I love this roster. Is it perfect? No. You know, but 2019 wasn't perfect. You know, 2015 might have had the best roster, but they won the national championship the previous year and maybe weren't as hungry that year. Um, it just something didn't click in 2015, even though that was like an NFL all-star team. Let's get into this 2022 team. I love the depth um we'll start with the offense number one offense in the country last year and they're going to be better this year <laughs> which is saying a lot when you're the number one offense in the country um but they have room to get better you have to think cj stroud as great as he was last year he had never thrown a pass at this time last year you got to think he's going to be even better that's not unreasonable to assume that he's going to be better as great as he was last year he will be better as you know a starter in year two i know i'm not breaking news there travion henderson will be better and I love the depth at running back. I love it. I mean, he- Travion Henderson's one of the top, you know, two or three running backs in the country. And I love the backups. I love mine Williams and I love Evan Pryor. So, um, we'll see how many, you know, if there's enough touches for those guys, cause you gotta, you're going to be throwing the ball. You're going to be giving Trey Henderson, uh, the bulk of the carries, but it's good news that you have, you're able to give Travion Henderson a rest. And if he gets banged up mine Williams and, uh, Evan Pryor can hold the fort down. I really am high on on uh, uh, Mayan Williams. I think he's very underrated and I like Evan Pryor a lot, but I just think Mayan Williams is underrated. So there you go with the running backs. We know about the wide receivers. They're not going to take a step back at all this year, which is crazy to say when you lose two first round wide receivers, but I fully believe that. I mean, you have, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba coming back, obviously is the number one, but Marvin Harrison jr. Is going to be a freak show this year. I mean, he, I mean, we're hearing such great things about him and, We saw what he could do in the Rose Bowl, and it sounds like he's just, you know, he's carried that over and has even improved. People are just gushing about him. I think Emekek Buka is going to have a big year both as a wide receiver and as a kickoff returner. We might have the first uh, kickoff return for a touchdown since uh, Jalen Marshall. Speaking of that 2014 team, it's the last time we've had a kickoff return for a touchdown. I think it's also the last time they've had a punt return for a touchdown. It's been way too long, so it's time they end that this year. Um, so a am And then I think Julian Fleming is going to be the number four. And then we'll see after that. I don't really only think the top four guys are going to play a lot, but they got good depth there with Jaden Ballard and some of the other guys. Um, so really like, uh, obviously, I mean, it's the best wide receiving core in the country. Um, the best quarterback in the country, best second, maybe the second best, if you believe Bryce Young is, but I think CJ Stroud's the best. I think the best core of running backs in the country, when you look one, two, three, um, especially, I mean, you got Travion Henderson as a superstar and then the other two. So then we talk about offensive line and tight end, right? That's the one area where it's a little, you know, you're, you're elite at running back, you're elite at quarterback, you're elite at wide receiver. Can they be very good on the offensive line? I don't think they're going to be elite. I think they can be very good. They need to at least be good. think they were good last year they just weren't good in short yardage running so they weren't consistently good they were a good pass blocking offensive line very good very good uh pass blocking offensive line last year not as much uh as in run blocking which give give trey henderson a lot of credit he still ran for over 1200 yards with a line that wasn't a very good run blocking line um but they really struggled in short yardage as we all know so that's on justin fry and that's on this uh offensive line We'll get to depth on the who I think is going to round out the two deep on the offensive line. We had a question from Twitter. I'll get to that. Um, but, uh, you know, I just want to – you know, I think the starters are going to be good. We'll go left to right, obviously, Paris Johnson at left tackle. Um, Donovan Jackson I think is going to be very good as a left guard. Luke Whippler now in his second year as a starter I think is going to be good at center. Um, really like Matt Jones getting a chance to start for the first time, at least, you know. He's had starts under his belt, but uh, getting a chance to start for the uh, first time as a full-time starter, I like that, as a fifth-year senior, Matt Jones. And then the big man-child over there at right tackle, Dewan Jones. They say he slimmed down to 350 pounds. I still – I mean, that's what the roster says. I still think he's probably closer to 360, but he moved so well. I mean, he was like 380 last year. So um, now with the full year of starting experience under his belt, Dewan Jones could be a beast this year. So I like the starters. We'll get to the – uh depth in a moment that's a concern um to a degree again I don't want to spoil too much about what I'm going to talk about next but to a degree depth on the offensive lines of concern maybe not as much as we thought tight ends interesting you know I think Joe Royer you know I like that group there with G Scott Cade Stover I really think Joe Royer and Cade Stover are probably going to take the majority of reps but they're going to mix G Scott Jr. in there Mitch Rossi they're going to mix him in there and they all have different strengths so I think while there's not a superstar tight end that's a good, you know, you know, four guys that can uh, more than hold the fort down. So there you go. With the offense, it's going to be the best offense in the country. It's going to be better than it was last year. Um, the one area they have to get better at is short yardage running. All right, defense. I love the depth on the defensive line. Um, the three ends they're going to play, basically starter minutes, are Jack Sawyer, JT Tumor-Lowell, and Zach Harrison. And then other guys are going to be in the mix, too, like Tyler Friday, Javante Jean-Baptiste. And maybe some others. Um, We'll see how these uh, some of these freshmen do. Oh, I think Caden Curry is going to be in the mix for sure. Jack Sawyer is going to be the starting Leo. That starting Jack moves around kind of like an outside linebacker. D.N. hybrid stands up. Um, Not always on one side. I'll move him around a little bit. Um, You got to be that guy that can rush the passer and drop into coverage and be strong against the run. You got to be good at all three. You know, ma- you know, Jack of all trades and master of all trades, not master of none. You got to be master at all of those three things. So, and everything else you do there, it's a huge part of the Jim Knowles defense. And I think Caden Curry is a true freshman is going to be the backup there. And we'll play some at DN too, just traditional DN, just like Sawyer will play, you know, hand on the ground DN too. Mitchell Melton probably would have been the backup there at the Leo, but he's out for the year. It looks like that injury he suffered in the spring game. So Caden Curry looks good to me as a true freshman. So I think he's going to be. Uh, another guy that's going to be in the mix there. And then a D tackle. We'll see. I think Leek Williams needs to be a star this year. He needs to be, you know, if not a star, you know, at least a, you know, second team, all big 10 type of player. I think he can be a first team type of player, but at least, you know, second team, all big 10, they need that at a tight league. He's the one guy I think that can produce that. And the rest of the guys need to be solid or better. You know, Teron Vincent, Teron Cage. I think Mike Hall as a redshirt freshman is going to be a surprise some people this year. Ty Hamilton. Can Hero Canoe play as a true freshman? He came in at 310 pounds, which I love that. Um, I got a couple of guys that are pretty big D tackles in there with Ty Leak and now uh, Hero Canoe, and then the other guy, Jade McKenzie's in the mix. So good depth there on that D line overall. Uh, some of those D tackles really need to step up. A guy like Teron Vincent needs to step up. Jeron Cage, those veterans really need to step up. So, um, but I like those young guys with Ty Leak and Mike Hall. Um, Linebacker is a question mark. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we'll get into, you know, some specifics with the uh, Cody um, Simon later. I think he's a guy people uh, forget about, but it uh, looks like Tommy Eikenberg and steel chambers are going to be the starters, but they've got a ton of depth there. That's the good news at linebacker where I don't see star power there necessarily, but um, I do in the future with CJ Hicks, but this year, I don't see star power, but I see a ton of depth. And I, and those guys, Eikenberg and chambers had flashes last year. Um, you know, they were really playing for the first time and that year under their belt, I think it's going to help them going forward. And, I fully believe a lot of the woes that we saw last year on this team was coaching defense, you know, hence Ryan day, uh, you know, burning it to the ground and hiring all new defensive coaches, except for Larry Johnson, I think it was mostly coaching. I really do a scheme coaching just wasn't there. So I'm bullish on this defense. Can they be top 10? I'm not ready to get there. Like I said, on Monday's show, but I think they can be top 20. And if they're top 20, I think they're going to, this is going to be a national championship team and I'm not ruling out. They can be a top 10 defense. I, you know, Halfley got them from 68, you know, in Shiano's final year in 18 to number one in 2019. In Halfley's one year, can Knowles go from 59 to top 10? It's very reasonable. I think they can do it with this talent. So linebackers, a lot of depth. Guys, we even forget about like Chip Train and EA Natiote. I mentioned CJ Hicks. No one forgets about him, but he's a true freshman. I mean, they got a ton of depth there. Cody Simon, but I think um Taraja Mitchell is still around another guy I almost forgot to mention uh Gabe Powers is a freshman I mean they've got nine scholarship linebackers which is good if you have injuries or guys aren't performing you got to think you can find two or three guys are really going to step up Reed Carrico is another one um when they go with three linebackers on the field he might be out there or it might be Cody Simon out there with Eichenberg and Chambers if they are truly the starters when they want to go with three linebackers if they're playing a power running team going against 12 personnel things like that so you know, is the line, are the linebackers a question mark? Yes, they are. I would venture to say they're the biggest question mark on the team. And that includes um, back off offensive linemen because with linebackers, we're talking about frontline players. We're not talking about backups. So, offensive line, I like the starters. Linebackers are the biggest question mark on the team, but it's not a huge question mark. Cause again, I think Eichenberg and Chambers are going to be at least solid, maybe better than that. And you got a ton of depth. So, and Knowles is also the linebacker coach. So I think coaching was the biggest problem last year. I think Knowles is going to uh, more than coach these guys up. And um, again, when you look at this roster overall, when linebacker is my biggest concern, and I'm not even that concerned about it, that's good news in my book. All right, secondary. Love, 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 love this secondary. Some people think it's a concern. I do not. I do not. Let's start with the corners. I, now, depth is a minor concern at corner, but if they stay healthy, look out, because both starters coming back with Denzel Burke, was a revelation as a true freshman as we all know and then cam brown jordan hancock is on here and is going to be right with those guys and the only reason maybe he wasn't like the denzel burke of last year as a true freshman is because burke enrolled early and hancock didn't get here till june and that's a huge ryan day was talking about that at media days and it's it's not rocket science here if you enroll in january you go through all of them Winter conditioning, you go through all of spring ball, and then the early part of summer conditioning before the other freshmen get there. It gives you a huge leg up. The point is Jordan Hancock's going to be a dude this year. They've got three guys that they really like, and they like J.K. Johnson as that fourth guy. So that's four really good corners. And from talking to the player reps, both um, you know Ronnie Hickman and Jackson Smith and Jigba, who goes against these guys, they both said the freshman to keep an eye on in that corner group is Jair Brown. So that's five guys. And I, Ryan Turner looks solid to me too. They only have six scholarship corners though. Ryan Turner also being a true freshman, but Jair Brown looks like a guy that they need uh, a really, really young guy. Not that JK Johnson is a redshirt freshman and Denzel Burke and uh, Jordan Hancock and sophomores aren't young, but if they need a really young guy, it sounds like Jair Brown will be that fifth corner. That was the guy that uh, Ronnie Hickman. And like I said, JSN mentioned as that he's got to keep an eye on. So Like what I'm seeing at corner, the the talent level at corner is very high depth could use another, you know, one or two extra scholarship guys, but say lovey. All right. Safety, love safety. Okay. Last year, they were extremely young on safety after they lost Proctor. Um, And they, from one year, they do a 180. They went from extremely young at safety to extremely veteran. How veteran How about this? Ronnie Hickman, um, who's going to be a captain, was great at media days, is a fourth year player now. Year of starting experience under his belt, led the team with a hundred tackles last year. That was a wide margin. Tommy Eichenberg was second on the team uh, with 60, I believe 64 tackles and Hickman had exactly a hundred. You bring him back as a fourth year guy. That's nice. And with a year of experience under his belt and a productive year, all big 10 year. Um, And then you add Tanner McAllister as a fifth year senior, bringing him in from Oklahoma state as that slot safety. And then the blessing in disguise, I think if Proctor didn't get hurt last year, he probably would have at least tried to go to the NFL draft. Wouldn't have been an early pick, I don't think, but would have been drafted. Um, I don't think he would have come back for a fifth year, even though he could have because of the COVID year. He never redshirted, so But he could have come back. I don't think he would have uh, if he didn't get hurt. So that's the blessing in disguise of, of uh, Proctor getting hurt in that Oregon game. Now he's back as a fifth-year senior. So your starting safeties are two fifth-year seniors and a fourth-year junior. I like that. And then the backups are relatively young, but I like them. Cam Martinez, third-year guy at the slot safety. Court Williams, third-year guy at uh, the boundary, um, That you know backing up uh, Josh Proctor. And Sonny Styles is a true freshman coming in. They're going to be that third-team guy that uh, could be a future star. Um, won't be a typical third-team player. And then another true freshman I know you guys love and I love. Kai Stokes will be the backup to Ronnie Hickman. So very veteran with the starters, kind of young with the backups, but extremely talented. Again, great depth there. You're bringing in Sonny Styles. You would think he'd at least be, and he he might be on the two deep. They might go Court Williams or Sonny Styles. You know how that goes. Um, you would think, you know, maybe asking him to be a starter as a true freshman is, is too much, especially coming in in June and reclassifying. He really should be a high school senior. You would think a guy like that, a five star, is at least going to be on the two deep. Um, he might be on on the three deep. So good depth there at safety. I didn't even mention Jansen Dunn until right now. I just I just did mention him. Jansen Dunn was coming on last year before he got hurt. Was able to redshirt because he only played in four games. As a redshirt freshman, Jansen Dunn, now healthy. I think he's going to be in the mix. Again, he could be a third-team guy, though. Or he might be bracketed with Kai Stokes there at that adjuster safety behind Hickman. We will see. Um, So a lot of good depth there. Jalen Johnson's another one. So, okay, there you go. I think this 2022 roster stacks up against some of the best that I've seen. You know, that doesn't mean they're going to win the national title. No, it doesn't. But um, heck, in 2019, they didn't win it. They didn't even get to the uh, title game. And I still think 2019 is one of the best teams that I've seen. I'll go back. I think, you know, 95 was one of the best teams I've seen. They fell short. 96 was one of the best teams I've seen. They fell short. 1998, one of the best teams I've seen. They fell short. Um, And then, of course, they win it in 2002. Nobody expected that. They win it in 2014. Nobody expected that. So I'll point one more thing out about this roster. A lot of the key players are sophomores. A lot of them. What do we see? I, 68 is before my time, but 68, known as the Super Softs, with Rex Kern and you know um, Jack Tatum and all those guys. you know The Super Softs won the national title over O.J. Simpson and um, USC uh, in the Rose Bowl, no, no less. It was a big upset. Super Softs. What do we see in 2014? The crux of that team was sophomores. Joey Bosa, Ezekiel Elliott. You know, guys like that, Vaughn Bell, Eli Apple, some of those guys were technically redshirt freshmen like uh, Eli Apple, you know, Darren Lee, you know, another first round pick. I mean, there were a ton of sophomores on that team. I called them super sophomores, too. Could we see super sophomores three this year? I think we might. I think we might. Jay Book has talked me into national championship or bust. I'm never a national championship or bust guy, but. I love this roster special teams. They're also getting like all their specialists back. You got Noah Ruggles who missed all of one field goal last year back. You got the punter back, Jesse Murko, who was a true freshman last year. Even an old true freshman, you know, these guys from Australia come in here about 24 as a, as a freshman uh, from their Aussie rules football days. And I think Murko was solid last year. Certainly didn't come in like Cam Johnston did and, and light up the world as a freshman, but he was solid. He, he'll be better this year. And the guy nobody talks about is now seventh-year senior Brad Robinson, the long snapper. He's been on point each of the last two years as a starting long snapper. I like having him back. We talked about Abuka as the kickoff returner, and we'll see if they use J- JSN as the punt returner. He's good in that role. He's so sure-handed, and he knows how to just get, you know, he's not going to get negative yards. He's going to get what he gets and either get down or get out of bounds. Um, but it's risky. It's risky having him back there as a punt returner. But I love this 2022 roster. Um, and by the way, we're exactly a month away from the Notre Dame game. How cool is that? Sep, you know, September 3rd is going to be here before we know it. It's already October, or excuse me, getting ahead of myself. It's already uh, August 3rd, and we are exactly a month away. All right. As promised, let's get into this. All right, the two deep on the offensive line. So we talked about the starters. So who are going to be the backups? Well, thankfully, Josh Fryer's back. Um, he had that torn ACL and warm-ups of the Michigan game. Poor guy. An ominous sign there towards the ACL in warmups of that dreadful game in Ann Arbor last year. They got their, they got their one. Now they get to come to Columbus this year. And it's gonna be, you know, paybacks are hell. Um, having Josh Fryer back is big. He can play tackle, he can play guard, he's the best back off backup offensive lineman they have. Um, so I think guard's probably his you know best position, but he's 6'6", 3'15". He moves well, he's strong. I, I like Josh Fryer as a third-year guy, third-year sophomore. I think he's going to be that main guy. Another guy to keep an eye on. It's always interesting when you ask coaches, especially Ryan Day, about to go through certain guys, you know, and who, who are the first couple names out of his mouth? You know, said so you know, I asked him about the backup offensive line. If he's feeling better about that, because that was his biggest concern in the spring, he said, was depth on the O-line. Because a lot of these guys that they're going to rely on as backups were hurt in the spring, like Fryer. Second guy out of his mouth after Fryer was Zen Mahalski, And he's a guy, if you've been watching the show, we've been saying, we're hearing hearing good things about Zen Mahalski. Redshirt freshman, you know, six foot seven, 310 pounds. Um, He's been killing it in the weight room. Guy that's, you know, since his end of his junior year in high school has added about 100 pounds of muscle. And uh, they say he's probably closer to 6'8", even though he's listed um, at 6'7". So Zen Mahalski's a guy to keep an eye on there. I think he'll be on the two deep for sure. So Enoch Vamahi is another one, fourth-year guy, fourth-year junior. He'll be on the two deep for sure, in my opinion. That's eight right there. I think Jacob James, third-year guy, third-year sophomore, is your backup center. I think those are your top nine, okay, with Fryer, Mahalski, Vamahi, and James being, you know, six through nine. Who's going to be 10? I, I, when I was looking at this, I was like, there's a lot of guys in contention to round out the, tr- the two deep. Some guys I jotted down, like Trey LaRue, third-year guy, very low rank coming out of high school but you know they they seem to at least like him he was getting a lot of second team reps in the spring another big guy like 6'7, 6'8, 315 pounds ben chrisman was a guy that was relatively highly ranked um you know day didn't mention him when he was going through the backups but again he's doing it off the top of his head and he even says he doesn't like doing that because he's going to leave guys out we all do if you're going to go through like you know Fifteen offensive linemen. You're going to leave one out, just like I almost left a couple linebackers out when I was going through those guys earlier. So Chrisman could be in the mix if you're looking for a true freshman that maybe could round out. Tegra Shibola could round out. Big guy come in. You know, he came in at six foot five, three hundred thirty pounds, um, and he. I don't think he's overweight. He's just he's just a big brick house. I mean, he just. He was listed at like 344, I think, in our recruiting profile. So him coming in at 330 means he's lost some weight. So Tegra could be in there. Carson Hensman's another guy that was a pretty good recruit they got in that class. George Fitzpatrick. I don't really think Grand Tutank's in the mix, even though he's a third-year guy. And then Avery Henry is the other true freshman. They have 16 scholarship offensive linemen. If I had to bet, I'll go with Trey LaRue to round out the two deep. There you go. I'll go Trey Trey LaRue as as the 10th offensive lineman. I feel pretty good about that top nine that I mentioned. I think that's, you can pretty much lock in that top nine. All right. We had a question about Cody Simon. Um, Normally I'd be like, okay, that's interesting. You want to know about Cody Simon? Everybody, here's why it's interesting. I asked Ryan Day, I said, is it safe to say, coach, that Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers are going to be your starting linebackers? I know it's not etched in stone, but is it safe to say that that's where you're leaning right now with, with those guys being, you know, the two starting linebackers? And he said, "Yeah, you know, probably, you know, that stuff will get worked out in camp." But he said, "You know, he said, yeah, that's that's p- kind of what I think right now." And he said, "And and Cody Simon is in the mix as well." And I was like, oh, that's that was interesting to me because he could have picked, you know, he could have said, you know, Reed Carico, who I know is in the mix as well." And again, he's doing this off the top of his head. You know, he could have said Chip and Taraja Mitchell, all these other guys they have. CJ Hicks. He said Cody Simon. He was like, "Yeah, you know, you know, kind of agreed with Eichenberg and and Chambers," and was quick to say Cody Simon. Cause don't forget Cody Simon had that banged up shoulder last year, played through it. He's a tough guy, Jersey guy that uh, was highly rated, played well on special teams during that truncated 2020 season. Um, and even as a backup linebacker that year. Um, so don't judge Cody Simon off last year. Not that he was horrible. That dude really shouldn't have been playing on that shoulder from what I was told and just toughed his way through it. Um, and the scheme was terrible last year. The coaching was awful. I can't stress that enough. So um so I found that very interesting that Ryan day, the other, the first name out of his mouth, other than Eichenberg and chambers was Cody Simon. So, um, I found that very interesting. Okay. Let's get to some recruiting here. I'm already going longer than I meant to here. Um, yeah, as some of you guys know, the reason I was 15 minutes late starting the show is because we have two puppies and, um, I was on puppy duty and, uh, Having two puppies is fun, and it can also be chaotic, as I'm sure most of you know. So why do we get two puppies at the same time? Because we're crazy? Because we couldn't pick between them, really. Um, We went to two different rescues, couldn't pick between them, and we ended up getting both of them. So it's wild here at the Biddle House, but fun. And that's why it's 15 minutes late getting started, because puppies are awesome and they are wild, but they're mostly awesome. All right, let's get to some recruiting. All right, so everybody's worried about linebacker recruiting. We had an interesting question, like, well, why don't we go back to what Tressel did and just go up to Glenville and get <laughs> get some guys from up there? Well, I, I, I think the person that asked the question um, wasn't being facetious, but they might not have known of uh, uh, Arvell Reese uh, from Cleveland Glenville. Looks like he will be a Buckeye in this 2023 class. It's not a lock. Uh, the Dean, Bill Curlick tells me he's close to putting his crystal ball in for the Buckeye, so that's excellent news. But um, Kentucky was in on him early. I don't think he's going to pick Kentucky over Ohio State. Um, I mean, Ohio State was still on them. It's not like they slow played him, but I think Kentucky was the first one to offer him. And Kentucky does a great job recruiting Ohio. They're not going to land a kid. that Kentucky does a great job recruiting Ohio of the players. Ohio State doesn't want. Let's be clear about that. They're not, they're not beating out Ohio State for Ohio recruits. Arvel Reese to me will be a Buckeye. Um, now one minor problem here is Alabama has offered him. So that's why I don't, yeah, I'm not going to go hundred percent on you guys. I'm like about 99%. I don't think he wants to go that far away from school. They were kind of Johnny-come-lately, Alabama was, with an offer. We don't even know if it's committable. Um, Arvell Reese is a four-star linebacker. I'm not, you know, he's mid-four-star. It's not like he's like a superstar. He's ranked as the number 20 linebacker in the country. He's the seventh best player from Ohio, continues to move up in the rankings slowly. So I like Arvell Reese. After losing Tackett Curtis, they need to land a linebacker in this class. I think they're going to land two linebackers they land attack occurs because I think Arvell Reese was going to be in this class regardless. I think they're going to get their seventh player from the state of Ohio, probably seventh and final in Arvell Reese, meaning basically anybody from Ohio this year that they wanted. And it was a good class of Ohioans they got. So Arvell Reese is the final one that they want. And I think they will get him. Um, and next year's Ohio class is even better than this year's, I'm told. So that's great. The 2024 class is better than the 2023 class. So that's good to know. All right. Final thing here. We had a question. Well, some of the, trying to look at the positive side here. Well, some of the, um, I like this. Most people are freaking out. This was, this question came from someone who was just trying to, you know, glass half full. Could the good part about missing out on some of these defensive recruits recently, now we got to point out, there's still a lot of great defensive recruits in this class. Okay, there's not maybe a lot. There's still a handful of really good defensive recruits in this class. It's not like they've been striking out left and right throughout the cycle. It's just been a really rough three weeks, as we all know. Okay, but could the positive be because they've missed out on these defensive recruits recently. Could the positive be, A, that the Buckeyes are now in a better position, especially if Knowles has the defense playing well, to flip some recruits in the 2023 cycle late? All of a sudden, a kid's getting cold feet in November. He sees Ohio State's playing well, and it's like, man. And now Ohio State's in on them. So, yeah, I think they could flip a couple guys late. Why why, why couldn't they? Will they? We'll see. They're, They're Ohio State. Mark Pantone is the best at what he does. You look at the defense. Yeah, it's a bunch of new coaches except for Larry Johnson and they need to land some defensive linemen. So if anybody can pull a rabbit out of its hat, Larry Johnson, especially with the assistance of Mark Pantoni and his fantastic staff. So, 2 years ago, you know, they they, they uh, pulled a rabbit out of their hat with Tyreek Williams. So, I think they can do it again. And the second part of the question I found interesting was could it help in the portal like going into next season? Cuz I think this year's defense, we went we went over it, has excellent depth at most spots. I mean, as I said, linebacker is the biggest concern on the team, but what's not a concern depth at linebacker. They got nine scholarship linebackers. I think most of those guys can play. I don't think Gabe powers is ready yet as a true freshman to play. Um, needs to add some weight came in about 214 pounds, but if CJ Hicks had to play because there were injuries, I'm not saying he'd be like, you know, that's necessarily what you would want. I think he could hold the fourth down. I mean, they've got guys, chip training, I think we'll see um, who are not really in the mix to play a lot right now that, you know, could be good linebackers. They've got a lot of depth. Um, But so this year, I think they're good. But they might need to hit the portal pretty hard next year for offensive linemen as well as defensive players. So could missing out on some defensive recruits in this cycle help get some guys from the portal? Yeah, I think it could. I think it could, and I think it will. I think they will hit the portal and get some defensive players um, this offseason, as well as some offensive linemen. I think Ohio State's going to hit the portal a lot harder um this coming year than they did this past off season it's not like they ignored it this past off season they brought in tanner McAllister, chip train and hopefully the the kicker from usc he's not on the roster yet because they're dealing with some i guess some credits from usc that, that are you know they're not sure if it's the same situation with ea not last year something about usc recruits coming to ohio state i mean come on now that we're big 10 brethren like can't really work something out here but parker lewis the uh Third scholarship kicker that will be on the roster eventually. They're still waiting for that to be resolved. Uh, Coach Day was hoping it gets resolved sometimes this this week, but kind of laughed and said, you never know. So it wasn't like Ohio State ignored the portal. They brought in three guys. Assuming everything gets worked out with Parker Lewis, who will be, if you're wondering, kind of the kickoff specialist this year and long field goal specialist with Ruggles handling basically anything from 45 in and then uh, – or maybe up to 49. And then Lewis would handle anything 50 and longer, and he would handle kickoffs. So – uh, and they still have jake Seibert on the roster too they've got three scholarship kickers assuming they get parker lewis but i think they will hit the portal hard- harder um next off season with o lineman and also uh, across the defense just to fill holes all right great stuff um appreciate you guys joining uh we had a ton of comments sorry if i didn't get to any questions but um doing it solo it's kind of hard to keep track of all of that with the comments and the questions so we had some uh, good questions uh Already in the cycle, so or uh, already in the hopper, so I use that. Um, but cannot thank you guys enough for joining me on today's show. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. If you like the show, like, subscribe, give us a five-star review. All that stuff really helps. Uh, again, thanks to all of you. Really appreciate you joining me on the show today. Uh, practice kicks off tomorrow. We'll be there. to keep it locked to Bucknuts for coverage. Practice, 9.30 a.m. tomorrow, Ryan Day, after that. So uh, the road to L.A. begins tomorrow. Thanks again, everybody. I appreciate uh, you making me part of your morning. Go Bucks.